0: Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis.
1: Wow, what an incredible show today! Judy has booked the keyboardist, one of the writers from Rare Earth, just to show you how old we are. <laughs> I love that crew.
2: Get ready, because
3: here I come.
1: On today's oh, show. Amazing. Hi,
4: can I speak to
1: Lauren Grable? See, that's uh, in the background. You actually hear Judy. She's producing the show and her mic's on. It's, it's like a guffaw. We're hearing behind the scenes yeah, right now. I
5: actually wanted to see. love that.
1: I love, that. I love, I love hearing cool. behind the scenes. It's very cool. It makes it very exciting. Anyway. It's
5: like how it works. Yeah,
1: it is. how, And, and sometimes it does, too. Mike oh. Bruner <laughs> is the uh, keyboard player from Rare Earth, one of the uh, writers Behind Rare Earth and he's going to be joining us as our hero person today. Hero people. Uh, probably and, not. Wait, I think she's...
5: Do you... I feel like we're spying on her.
1: I think they're talking about we're caller ID up. now. Yeah. See, it's it's some pretty high-level negotiations go on to get an this interview really here. really is. Yeah.
5: Didn't know all this work went into getting that interview. Wow. Yeah. That's very cool. Back. Okay,
2: bye-bye. There she goes.
1: Yeah. Was that uh, the guy from Rare Earth? No. No, who was that?
4: Uh, <clears throat> some random girl.
1: Just a random girl. A random Sounded girl. like you were giving you them just the dialing Just dial it cool. out. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> no.
4: <laughs> just that's what
1: we're doing. That's uh, you know. At first, we didn't really vet the interviews. Now we're just dialing <laughs> random numbers and, and just see
4: well, if most they people stick. have pets. It'll work. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a pet? Come on and talk to us.
1: We're tired of waiting for you to call us, so we're going to call you now. And we've uh, you know, pulled out the big really good phone idea,
2: book. Actually, here's the actually, phone that's Let's book. That's involve we should... everybody
5: in this show. <laughs>
1: we, we should issue subpoenas to all the listeners. Okay. There you go, Alan. You start on A's. Tammy, you start on B's. And then right. Judy, you go on C's. And just call until you find somebody that wants so to talk.
5: That will talk to me. Want to talk about your dog? Come on. Well, here everybody will talk about their pet. They love talking about their oh,
4: pets.
1: Yeah. Here, get, they get they a number. Stop. Let's call somebody. Okay.
4: Close just
2: your eyes just and a just number.
1: dial. Let's just call somebody. Just pick make a town a number first. Like we used Let's to pick we a were town. Were kids, you know? Call somebody in Akron, Ohio.
5: Are you really?
1: Just dialed random numbers. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> so uh, it's Animal Radio. We're just dialing a random number to find someone to interview about their pet. And I yeah,
5: we might call you next week. Who don't know is? what
1: area code I dialed there. Tell them, tell them that uh, they're the, they're
2: your lifeline.
6: Hello, how do you do? Marquez outsourced his voicemail to India, and my name is Jennifer. I will take your message for him and see to it that he gets it very, very quickly. Thank you. So, thank you for calling Mark, and he will get a message soon.
7: Thank you. Goodbye.
1: Wow, I think I dialed India, is what I've done.
7: <laughs> Outsourced email.
5: That That's was funny. Jennifer, huh? Was, was
1: that, was, I don't know, I think I called a Jennifer there? And,
5: yes, sounded like
1: a Jennifer. Jennifer, it's uh, it's Hal and Alan and Judy and Tammy from uh,
5: Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> from Animal Radio. <laughs> from
1: Animal Radio, and we're just uh, randomly dialing numbers today to see if we can find a pet lover that wants to talk about their animals. Uh, I'm sorry we missed you. Uh, you sounded quite interesting. <laughs> well, we'll try. Let's try that again next week, okay? Just dial numbers, random numbers. Don't I like that, it? Alan. That's a good idea. You want to play cards? Yeah, sure.
2: Do you have a go uh, fish? Yeah. Do you have a six? Uh, I'm not telling you because I'm playing poker.
1: I don't know what you guys are playing.
4: Go fish. <laughs> this is the animal show. Like come on, come on, get in with it.
1: Hey, Jim, how are you doing? Pretty good. What's going on in your world?
8: Uh, well, I have a, a pet problem. Um, I inherited uh, a Lhasa, 10-year-old Lhasa, and a 9-year-old Shih Tzu about a year ago from my aging parents. Um, they were supposedly housebroken, but after having them, a few months, realize the uh, Shih Tzu, they're, they're both neutered, so get that out of the way. The, the Shih Tzu doesn't do marking virtually at all when we go on a walk or anywhere else I've noted, but the Lhasa does a lot of marking when we take him for walks, and we caught him marking in our house. So uh, we quickly move him out when we would catch him, but now we don't catch him, but we still, after cleaning the rugs and everything, we'll come and find a wet spot here and there where he likes to do that. So he's still doing it, and uh, that's my problem.
9: And it's just your your Lhasa doing it, or, ju- or both of them?
8: No, it's just the Lhasa.
9: And there are other dogs in the home as well, or just those guys? It's
8: uh, an 11-year-old um, Lhasa and a 10-year-old Shih Tzu.
2: Did you say your parents passed away? Is that what you said? or you?
8: They're in an assisted living home now, so we assumed the
3: dogs... Got okay. gotcha. gotcha. Moved.
9: Well, I mean, the first thing that I was... You know, being a medical professional, the, the first thing I always like to do is I don't like to make assumptions about um, abnormal behaviors. And I think a lot of times with both dogs and cats, the first instinct is how do we fix this in in a training method? And n- n- no, not squashing Alan's efforts in any way, but I think it's always important to make sure the pet is in good health. And especially in um, both in Shih Tzus and Lhasas, we can see a, a propensity for urinary problems. They can get different types of bladder stones, um, not to mention infection. So for me, even if we think everything sounds and smells like it's a behavioral problem, I would want to make sure that that baby is evaluated by a veterinarian and screened for at least urinary tract infection. That's very important. Um, we can get overlap of a behavioral problem and a medical problem. And in fact, some of that, that's how it kind of starts and triggers. Um, so that, that would be definitely something I would work on and, uh, As far as cleaning-wise, getting into an enzyme-based cleaner that we can actually use and really spot-treat that area or areas where they're going to is very important. And sometimes you can do that if it's so uh, deep in the carpet or it's been going on for so long – that can sometimes be very difficult. And um I've had situations where we actually just have to tear out the carpet, tear out the pad underneath, and actually treat down to the concrete, if you will, to the slab. Because repeated soiling in that area it really it's it's gonna be very hard to clean the surface if it's down in deep in there. Uh so so that would be at least some of my perspectives and, and really not I know, Alan, this is your your gig, but I would say for the offending Lhasa, uh, that doggy would be not out of my sight, and I would not allow that dog um, free range of the house at all.
8: Well, right now no, we're, still- we, we we have started the uh, enzymatic cleaning. I did, did that a couple days ago, thoroughly, and we put up a, a barrier, you know, a fence, a doggy fence in the house, so he can't get in there. Neither one of them can at night. Um, so we're just really watching him, but, uh, you know, we don't, We don't know until we take down the barrier, and then the next morning we find out if he's done it or not. We're we're not really ready to do that right now. So we're just kind of really monitoring him at this point.
2: Well, I like you, Debbie. You're smart. You say really smart things. And, of course, the first thing, she's right. You go to the vet. And you make sure there isn't a problem. And sometimes she's right. Also, the behavioral problem can go hand in hand with a medical problem. So once you eliminate the medical problem, going inside your doggy's mind, dogs that experience change, it's very anxiety, it's very anxiety causing for them. It makes them nervous and stressed out. So think about it. Your dog really doesn't know. Neither one of these dogs really knows why they came to live with you. They just, everything changed for them. Just all of a sudden, everything changed. And that causes dogs to get Anxiety. And when dogs are insecure and have feelings of anxiety, a lot of times they start marking inside the house. It happens a lot of times when you move, or you bring a baby home, or you get pregnant, or uh, a visitor comes over that they've never seen before, or maybe you've got the scent of other dogs on your on your pants, or you get a new even a new piece of furniture can trigger it. So when a dog is insecure and is anxious and fearful and doesn't know his place in the house, they will start marking territory inside the house. Usually when a dog is confident and secure and knows his place in the pecking order in the house, they don't feel a need to mark inside. They usually mark outside the house. So Debbie brought up some really good points. The first thing you have to do is, if you catch your dog doing it, or if you, if you get there after the fact, not make a big deal about it. Just uh, don't even pay attention to the dog. Just clean it up. And you've got to find ways to, uh, actually make the dog feel confident and a schedule is the most important thing here's some of the most important things uh, a schedule, consistency, a reward and um, let's see, confinement just like Debbie said so you start by uh, not letting the dog out of your sight putting the dog on a schedule where you take him outside at regular times during the day same time every day you reward the dog for going to the bathroom outside uh, good dog and if you catch the dog trying to mark you immediately go nope and move him outside you know don't make a big deal out of it just nope and move him outside And whenever he does something well or something you like you praise him and give him a reward and let him know that yep that's the right thing to do you're doing the right thing pal so you set him up for success and you teach him what you want if he's not out of your sight he can't mark so you've got to make sure you keep him under observation at all times and if it happens at night yep set up that child fence and make sure he's inside don't let him out of your sight until you're ready to monitor him you've got to catch him in the act to correct the behavior does that stuff make sense
8: it makes sense um two things uh, i've never caught him peeing uh out when he's you know kept out of the area where he normally pees he doesn't he hasn't peed in the house where where he's been uh, sequestered you know see that's what i'm
2: saying is is that you've got to sequester him but see that's what i'm saying you've got to sequester him and then when you let him go free you got to keep a leash attached to your hip or you've got to follow him around and watch him and if you're not prepared to do that you got to keep him sequestered to put him outside you know, right. it's up to you. It's up to you, buddy. You know, you have got to do what it takes to let the dog know, hey, you don't need to do this inside. You're okay. You know, I'm going to protect you. Uh, you're fine. Everything's fine. And the way you do that is with praise when he does it outside. So a regular schedule, you wake up, you take them out immediately. Lunchtime, you take them out. Uh, Before bed, you take them out. You You just have regular intervals of time every day where there's structure because dogs get comfortable with structure. And I'm sure it was very traumatic for these two dogs to be moved from one place to another with totally different humans, a totally different environment. They get very stressed out by that. It's not like a human child where you can say, Hey, Bobby, we're moving, you know, and get your child prepared. It just happens to a dog, and it causes them amazing anxiety and stress, and people don't realize that. And that's when they usually start marking inside a house.
0: All right, we'll give it a whirl. Good luck. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
10: Hello, this is Jane Goodall on Animal Radio. And I'd just like everybody to realize that Each day you live, you make some difference on the planet and you can choose what kind of difference you're going to make. And hopefully every day you'll try to make the world a little bit better for people, for animals and for the environment.
11: How would you like to save money on nearly all your prescription drugs? We've set up a special toll-free number for the Rx Outreach Program. Call with your prescription and find out for free how little you can pay for your prescription drugs. Remember, we don't take insurance, so call right now.
12: 800-689-0143. 800-689-0143. 800-689-0143. That's 800-689-0143. This is Animal Radio. And speaking of never
1: scooping dirty litter again, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the dog father, Joey Volani. How are you doing?
13: You know, I knew I knew you were going to... I don't know why, I just knew you were going to have something to say. Um, well, I always was, have fun did, with you. It, it, it didn't let me down. So, I got a message from uh, Miss Lori Craig. She says that her dog is going in for surgery. And apparently it must be like routine um, where this dog goes in and it gets lumps removed and it comes home. She said normally she gets the dog bathed before it goes in. And apparently he's a stinky dog. Um, he stinks usually right after he gets a bath anyway. And some dogs just do. And she she actually missed a grooming appointment before the surgery. So she said, now the dog's going in dirty and he's um, going to come home stinky. You know, what can she do? Because she can't wash the dog because he's going to have stitches in. And you know, what? It's, a, it's a real easy, quick fix. I mean, as long as the dog isn't, you know, disgustingly dirty and has been out in the mud, it's it's actually pretty easy. It's, it's um, stuff that you're going to have in your house, and um, I'm going to modify it a little bit because, um, I'm gonna make it a little bit easier. Um, just a quarter cup of white vinegar and a cup of distilled water. Distilled water always works a little bit better, um, especially when when you're dealing with a dog that um, you know has an injury. Just for it, it just works better. Um, no minerals, nothing that's gonna build up, and nothing like that. And spray the pet, but still stay away from the stitches and work it in really good. You can either use your hands or you can use a brush. And then just towel dry the area and let it air dry. Now, I always talk about a carrier solution to remove what's left behind, and it's usually a powder. But because there are stitches, and um, usually when the veterinarians do a, surgically, a surgical clip on your dog to get it right down to the skin and, and remove the hair, um, they don't do it as good as a groomer, and a lot of times, you know, irritation will um, develop, and sometimes the powder could actually irritate it as well. So don't use anything. Just work that in and brush it out. What the white vinegar is going to do, you know, it, it's funny because um, as uh, most people know, I also have a line of cleaning products for pets, and um, the chemist actually who made it said, you know, he goes, actually, the best thing to remove um, urine smell and dog smell is um, white vinegar. He goes, it actually works better than anything that we could develop, but it just doesn't last real long once you mix it with water. Um, So then they have to add chemicals to it. So this is an easy way You know, don't store it too long. It'll last about two weeks. And um, then um, once the stitches get out, then you can go have your pet groomed. But in the meantime, you'll have a dog that actually um, smells good. And and the vinegar smell goes away, so it's not going to smell like a salad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So were you just actually
1: giving us advice how to avoid buying your own product line? Was that what I just heard?
13: No, not not at all. Because well, um, if my this is for cleaning your dog, and my product line does a lot of other things um besides that, so no, you can you can go out there and buy Joey Valani pet products um if you'd like to. But um, you know, listen, I give the animal radio people a bonus. Okay, An you do. easier way to it. They don't have to go out and, and purchase anything because they probably have it in their house.
4: You throw them a bone, Joey. I, th-
13: I throw them a bone. Giving the dog a bone. Mm. Remember the uh, the group Rare Earth? They did a... Uh oh, yeah. Yes, I know the song.
1: The keyboard player from Rare Earth will be joining us today, Mike Bruner. He's actually our hero person. Oh, cool.
4: He's our hero person?
1: He's our hero person. I don't I know what so. he did, but we'll find out in just a few minutes right here on Animal Race. And I want, I
14: want, and I need, and I I Penn. Party Animal coming at you on Animal Radio. Today, a very important topic, naming your pet. Now, I'm an Italian. I don't know if you can ascertain that from the Vinny thing. And Pen is an abbreviation of a very long Italian name. But when it comes to Italians, Italians have a very interesting way of nicknaming people, which uh, you could actually find all of this out in uh, my new book coming out called The Guido's Credos available at bookstores everywhere at the end of the summer. I hope you'll check that out. Check me out at www.vinniepenn.net. But I did have a routine in there, or or a chapter in there, dedicated to how Italians come up with nicknames. If you're obese, your nickname is Tiny. Uh, That might be standard ethnicity notwithstanding. Interestingly enough, though, if your name is Frank... We're big on alliteration, we Italians, so your nickname might just be Fat Frank. It really depends on your name before we go with the nickname. But there's thing, th- th- something about doing the complete opposite. If you're six foot seven, your name is Shorty, unless your name is Tom, in which case you're Tall Tom. Really creative, we Italians. But nonetheless, it, it, it does kind of extend itself to the pet realm. If I meet one more ridiculously tiny sweater-wearing dog whose name is Thor, I'm going to lose my mind. Thor is is reserved for Rottweilers, for labs, and even there, it's kind of done to death. It's kind of the uh, Jason in the human world we or, or the Luke. We have enough babies. We have enough dogs with the same names. If your pet is three pounds or so and, and sleep sleeps in a hearth at the foot of your bed and you take him out to uh, him or her out in your pocketbook here are some of the names you cannot name that tiny pet thor as i said bear king hulk orca choose a name that fits at the same time don't acknowledge the stature at all teensy weensy is really just kind of as annoying And we all know to stare clear of the human names. Naming your dog or your cat is the most important thing you will ever do. They're going to respond to this name. You might want to try to make it a little unique. Stare clear of human names, names that have anything to do with their stature. If it's a white dog, doesn't need to be named Whitey. If it's a black dog, doesn't need to be named Blacky. Come up with something clever. Your favorite ice cream flavor. You know, here's Rocky Road. All right, right? what's wrong with that? Your favorite uh, musician. Well, a lot of people do that Marley thing. That's kind of annoying in and of itself. All I'm saying is be creative. Pay homage to something that has affected you profoundly in your life. And don't be so obvious. And stop the Thors. As a matter of fact, I want to see if Animal Radio is going to get behind making T-shirts that has the name Thor in a circle with a slash through it. No more Thor. Vinny Pen. Party animal.
12: Animal radio.
5: This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Tammy Trujillo, and we have been hearing for some time all the horror stories of the fate of animals bought and sold on the Internet. Now the nationwide animal rescue organization, Guardians of Rescue, has started working with law enforcement agencies in a variety of states, and they're teaming up on sting operations to stop people from selling sick and stolen animals, puppy mill dogs, and from adopting animals for use in fighting rings all on the Internet. They say there are plenty of ways to verify an Internet seller if that's the way you want to go about buying an animal. You need to Google their phone number and address to make sure they're real or insist on the health records before buying an animal. But this sting operation moving across the country with guardians of rescue and law enforcement. Well, nearly all of us drive around with our dogs in the car. That's part of the fun of having a dog. Now there are car seats to make sure they're safe in case of a sudden stop or an accident. But the makers of the car seats, they say they test them there are no performance standards for pet travel safety products. So the Center for Pet Studies has teamed up with Subaru of America in testing these car harnesses. They took a look at seven harnesses using a specially designed crash test dog dummy. And in a simulated 60 mile per hour collision, only two brands kept the dog in place. The others broke, they tore, they came off the dog altogether altogether. The center says more research is needed, but stands behind the idea of not letting pets roam loose in the car. Pet lovers in the state of Virginia have a lot to be happy about. Four bills that deal with animal and pet welfare and rights passed during the just-ended legislative session. Now, one of the most important is Senate Bill 228. It's also known as Bailey's Law. It requires pet dealers to fully disclose all source, breeder, and health information when it sells an animal. The idea is to help prevent the sale of puppy mill dogs. Another allows domestic abuse protection orders to give possession of a family pet to the petitioner. The goal here is to protect pets from domestic abusers, also to save victims from feeling that they have to stay with an abuser in order to protect their pets. And in London, if you happen to go there, you never have to have your tea alone again. The first feline cafe is now open. It's called Lady Dinah's Cat Emporium. It's named after Alice's cat in the fairy tale Alice in Wonderland, and it has 11 resident kitties. They're all donated by people who were moving out of the country and couldn't take their cats with them. It costs five pounds, that's about $8.29, for two hours of kitty company. Coffee and afternoon tea, along with sandwiches, cakes, and scones aren't included, but you can buy those separate. The kitties get regular breaks away from the customers, and the staff's been trained by animal behaviorists to take care of them. Cat cafes, they're not new. They first took off about 10 years ago in Japanese cities where most apartments don't allow pets. And Lady Dinah's, it's a hit. It opened March 1st, and it's fully booked into July. We have more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get
11: more at AnimalRadio.com.
14: Animal radio, baby.
11: Coming up in just a couple of
1: minutes, we're going to talk to a guy who saved a dog that was drowning in a lake. Not only that, he Mm -hmm. happens to be the keyboard player from Rare Earth. You remember that group?
5: Uh Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Go ask your dad.
5: (laughs) Oh. uh,
1: I would have outsourced that rescue to India. Yeah, you probably would have. Not a lot of people will hop into a cold lake.
4: Oh, i afraid over of my own life.
1: Yeah, sure. So we'll talk to him in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Officials in Sudan, they have seized at least 70 female sheep that had male sexual organs sewn on.
13: What? Oh. Yes.
1: Apparently, oh the God. result of smugglers trying to circumvent export restrictions. And uh, so they sewed uh, little testicles on 70 of these little... And they, you know how that was discovered? Is one of them started to pee and they peed like a girl. <laughs> so they little female posture you know how you know, well you know how, how sheep pee you,
3: <laughs>
4: I, I oh want to know where, the, where do they get these parts from yeah, seventy. Do they just have all these laying around? Seventy
1: female, red? sewable.
4: No, they, if that's seventy sheep, that's double. Hal, you got to yeah, have Yeah, one hundred and forty testicles. Yeah, where do where did they get it from?
5: Do you, are you sure you want to know?
4: That's <laughs> a, that's a, you know don't end the story like that. Tell me where they got them. Vanilla Ice did it.
1: Vanilla, he was the one responsible yeah. for sewing the testicles well, on seventy yeah. female sheep.
2: The guys got to make a living. Him and Kevin Federline, mm. they do it together.
1: And Corey Feldman.
2: And the guy that used to be married to Gosselin, Kate Gosselin.
4: Again, Good the career. views of the town are not necessarily the views <laughs> of animal radio. Please send your letters, I, too. I don't think the views You're of the talent are
1: the, that, really are the views of the talent, even. The views oh. of anybody. Anybody with oh. the right you know mind. know who else is down there doing that? It's Regis.
2: Yes. He's behind the whole
1: thing. And Elvis.
5: God. This can keep on going. I know. Yeah, what,
1: uh, what kind of time do we have here? Just Gary Six Coleman. Minutes. He did a call. Hey, wait, 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 wait. You can knock on anybody. When you start knocking on Gary, though, that's when I... You know what? Cut his mic Uh-oh. off. Cut his mic off. You and me, we're having a talk, buddy. Out out in the hallway now.
2: Whoa, you you want to know who's hurt. really doing it? It's Gary Busey. He would stand in
1: line. Uh, he'd show up at the opening of a bottle is what he would show up at.
5: We are going to get in so much trouble. I
2: know. Yes, I feel so bad. Bad. i didn't i didn't get excited about cheap testicle story i mean I it's, feel, it's a big story i, awful. It's, I think it's you're just huge. stunned i am stunned. stunned
5: into silence
1: oh so that's that's cheerful so I dr debbie is doing an euthanasia right now and then she'll be joining us oh, yes. so, oh,
5: God.
2: that sucks
1: oh, yeah that's the thing i that's why i couldn't be do what she does
2: no well, way. How many of you
4: yeah, well maybe, have you
1: been? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, maybe it's an animal yeah.
4: that she's ending its suffering and it's for the better for the animal. Oh, well,
1: I'm sure it is. Oh,
5: yeah. It's a good thing. But you thing. know what? I've thought of this a number of times. If I was a vet, and I never could be either because I couldn't stand to do some of those things, I can't stand blood. But the thing I hate is when you take your animal in and you have to make that choice. You know, there's no other choice. I hate the fact you're charged for it. You charge yeah. like fifty or sixty dollars for it, and writing that check—God, it just brings it back again. If I was a vet, I swear I would do it either for free or for just the the small cost of, of the drug use, like five bucks or something like that. I, I would do it that way. By not, the way, fifty
1: dollars is yeah. pretty cheap. Yeah, I don't know
5: where well, you when you pay fifty dollars. Yeah. When
2: you think about it, isn't the whole funeral business the same kind of thing? I mean, it's it's kind of yeah, it, it just bugs me. You know, I, I just yeah. want, there should be a place I can go. You know, and they can turn me into ashes and sprinkle me wherever. And why should that cost money? Why should that yeah. even
5: cost money? We have to anguish over paying it. It's like hit, getting hit again. Well, who's going to do the service if
4: they're not getting paid? Come on, guys. Somebody's got to get paid to step up and know. do this.
5: Well, there's a there's well, a
2: then,
4: lot then of
5: then ovens, sh- you know, not being <laughs> used. Put me in well, a, then pizza it should <laughs> you know? a pizza I mean, oven. just be cost. A pizza oven. Come on.
1: It's the new yeah. Domino's pizza. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
5: Yeah, that just take him out and then shove that pizza right back in there, right? Yep. New, right artisan in there. <laughs> new artisan crust.
2: New artisan crust Domino's pizza flavored with idiots.
5: Thirty minutes or less.
2: <laughs> well, you know, the other thing is, it's kind of sad when you think about it. A lot of things come down to money with pets. Not only the euthanasia. I mean, you know, if your dog breaks his accruciate ligament and you don't have that dough, I mean, what do you do? It's 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 very hard. Life is hard. It sure is.
5: Yeah. Well, hi. How are you? Good.
1: How are you? I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were there. So, it's been a busy day at the office, but not a happy busy day.
9: No, definitely not. Busy, busy, busy. Okay, you'll like this story.
1: I've been trying to get a raise from everybody here in the studio today on this story. I'm the only one that apparently is excited about it, but I know, I know as a fact, Dr. Debbie, you'll be very excited about this story. Ooh, what's that? Officials in Sudan have seized at least 70 female sheep that had male sexual organs sewn on.
9: (gasps) This is peculiar. Why? You see, Why, guys? I say?
1: This is the reaction I was waiting for, guys. <laughs>
3: the, what, what
1: is the reason? Livestock smugglers are trying to circumvent export restrictions. You Explain. can only
4: export so many females. So many so, females. Oh. They, tried, they wanted to export more sheep, so they wanted to make them look like males. Yes.
9: Oh, maybe I thought maybe they were trying to protect them against some, yeah. some uh, yeah. ill-doers there. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
7: uh, oh. now that's
1: the kind of response i'm expecting here
2: okay <laughs> Well that's because you gave her only half the
1: story you gave us the whole story right off the bat we didn't get to ask why how did they discover this you probably are wondering how did they discover that there was 70 female sheep with sewn on testicles well one of the uh one of the sheep also known as rams when they're guys no, they're Rams when they're guys, Rams are guys. Right. So one of the Rams yes. was urinating in the female posture, like a U, like a U. Ah, ah yes. so that gave it away.
2: I want to know, you know, like, is there
1: a union for people who do this? You know, what do you get paid?
4: Oh well, Wait a minute, where you know, do they get uh, them from?
1: Is there a union what's for the, the people economy? that sew on the testicles? Is that what yes, you're yes?
2: There is. Is there a testicle sew-on union? And what is the what is the pay rate? What are the benefits?
1: Well, I imagine it's similar to well, Dr. Debbie, she has a testicle removal service. <laughs> You see. So it's probably like that.
2: Hey,
9: hey Dr. Debbie, what do you yeah. do
1: with all those testicles you remove? Because, you know, I'm
2: thinking maybe, you know, hanging from my car mirror would be cool. Oh, or-
9: yeah, that's disgusting. You know, and I it sounds like you're someone who probably works in a veterinary office. <laughs> you know what? It's biological waste. You don't know. We're going to let you have a necklace or a... Why not? No oh, it's just it's inappropriate. it's wrong. I mean we might joke about I it I think
2: I think what you need is like a store next door to the vet clinic where you sell jewelry.
9: Uh, we're gonna call it what nips and bits
1: <laughs> We could uh, we could uh, send them down to Sudan
4: yeah there, they, they could with... use them boy, you'd probably make a killing on that. Yes. imagine the price they paid.
1: Okay, there you go. By the way, it's wrong pick the, to take them off. It's not wrong, but it's to, wrong to sell them after. It really is. Pick up Dr. Debbie's books Yorkshire Terriers, Shih Tzus, Pugs, and Mini Schnauzers. How to be your dog's best friend if you own one of these pups, one of these breeds. It's like a owner's manual or guardian's manual. And of course, you can get it over at Amazon. It's a Kindle book. Or you can get the link right from animalradio.com. And I'll be looking for more breeds as soon as Dr. Debbie has
0: time. Poor gal is working all the time. (laughs) When
9: will that happen?
0: (laughs) You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
10: This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio urging you to spay or neuter your pet.
11: How would you like to save money on nearly all your prescription drugs? We've set up a special toll-free number for the Rx Outreach Program. Call with your prescription and find out for free how little you can pay for your prescription drugs. Remember, we don't take insurance, so call right now.
12: 800-689-0143. 800-689-0143. 800-689-0143. That's 800-689-0143. You're listening to Animal Radio. Here's
0: Hal and Judy.
1: Cody, we're all here. and We're here for Chris. Chris, how can we help you?
15: Well, I'll tell you what. We have a a miniature Schnauzer, about 21 pounds. And about three months ago, she was diagnosed with um, diabetes.
3: yeah. we
15: have yet been able to regulate her insulin. Now, the vet put us on um, uh, Vetsulin, which is 10 milligrams, started out at a low dose and we're up to 24 cc's a day. Wait,
8: morning, now, wait
9: a minute. I gotta stop you. Are we talking units? Yes. With insulin, we always talk units.
15: Okay, units.
9: Okay. Good. All right. <clears> so <throat> I make sure. But
15: um, it's still sky high, and she still has blood in her urine. Mm, and okay. it's uh, the lowest reading that we've got is 350. But when she first started, it was well over 500, like 550.
9: Wow, so she and was a sick it, little baby when you first found out then, huh?
15: Exactly, exactly. Okay. Lethargic. And what started this is she was um, urinating in the house, which she mm-hmm. had never done that in a while. She's about six years old.
9: Okay. Now, have you been, when we have a diabetic patient, uh, we will do uh, blood sugar curves where the sample is checked throughout the day. Have you had that done with your veterinarian?
15: What do you mean by that? Well, now, he's checked it uh, about two weeks ago <clears throat> through the um, a blood test. And then we're to check uh, with uh, the urine strips, which isn't working out so well. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, chasing her her
9: around
3: to get get her to pee on the strip.
15: (laughs) Exactly. But, um, you know, that has only shown in the normal range one time. Most times it's shown at at the highest level.
9: Okay. Well, you know, I'll give you my spiel on diabetes in dogs. And schnauzers are sneaky little breeds when it comes to diabetes because they can throw a lot of other things into the mix with a diabetes condition. So they can have other conditions that kind of interfere with the insulin, Um, call it insulin resistance. So that could be things like Cushing's disease, which is an adrenal gland problem urinary infections bladder stones can kind of throw wrenches in the system and then there's even just the the occasional dog that will have an antibody um, or basically that their body kind of rejects almost that insulin product that we provide for them so all of those things are possibilities but in your situation when, when I have a diabetic there's one way that we can best assess how well that insulin is working for that pet the one thing I can do for you is to do a blood sugar curve now some folks will do this at home with instruction by their veterinarian, but the blood sugar curve is basically where blood sample is looked at, and we test it on a glucometer, just like a human, and we see what the blood sugar level is. Now, there's a normal kind of wave to that that should happen through the day, and it's very important that we look at that wave and when the peak of the insulin hits, when it drops down, because that tells us, is this insulin working at this dose or not? If we base our choices off of just a blood test, or even just a urine test, we're missing that boat because her blood sugar could be 120 in the morning, but if it's 500 later in the day she's going to have sugar in her urine and that doesn't tell us how well she's doing over the whole day. So I, I would have to say the importance of doing an actual blood sugar check. And if this isn't something your vet can do for you because of time constraints, there are monitors that you can purchase and with their instruction, we, we can get you to check this because I'm really worried that maybe we got up to a dose that's very, very high and we can run into a problem where we actually drive that blood sugar up and down at very big extremes and it's called a smoky phenomenon. Um, so that would be something that I would be really worried because you're already at a dosage that's pretty darn high where yeah, we'll start little, to look for, for these. Little girl.
15: Now, is this the same type of glucometer, that, or is that the, the term for it, that a human would, would use?
9: Technically, in the old days, yeah. The, we used to use human glucometers, but they they measure things a bit differently than the dog ones. There are actually dog-specific and cat-specific glucometers. Okay, so, so yeah, if I, I mean, the pers- uh
15: human one, that wouldn't give me a, a good reading.
9: Well, the, the problem is we'd want to calibrate that to your veterinarian's um, glucometer okay. or to their laboratory equipment because there's always a fudge factor there, and usually human glucometers run lower. So um, you want to make sure, you're, you know, like I said, you're working with your vet on that because they can help guide you on that. But um I would say, gosh, you know, you're at a very high dose of insulin. I would check your baby out, make sure we don't have a urinary infection. If we do, we culture for that. We check for stones. We take an X-ray, and we check our blood work and see, do we have any evidence of Cushing's disease? Because we got a lot of possibilities that could really be throwing those wrenches at our diabetes regulation. And <laughs> it, it takes months. It really does take months. But I would definitely want to see you in a better spot by now. So Yeah, because, I mean, it's
15: I, been three months so far. And the blood in her urine is what's really a concern.
9: Mm-hmm. I mean, Absolutely. this has been going
15: on, and, I mean, as early as last night, I mean, it was pretty heavy. You know, mm-hmm. what, what causes the blood in the urine?
9: Well, I mean, in a diabetic, the biggest thing we worry about is a urinary infection. You know, does she have a really bad urinary infection? Does she have a kidney infection? And in some cases, we can have bladder stones. So that blood would, that puts a, a big red urgency on my mind right there, is that I would I would make sure we get this baby and get that checked out. And, uh, you know, sometimes with diabetes, it seems like, you know, we can kind of, play with it a little bit on our own but really in this situation you really need to work very closely with your veterinarian we got to get this back on track and really find out more about what's going on both in her blood and in her urine um and uh you know see what we need to do there but i think we got a lot of work
3: okay
1: thank you for your call today we wish you the best of luck with that chris
0: you're listening to animal radio call the dream team now with the free animal radio app for iphone and android And now today's really funny story.
2: Innocent bystander? I didn't know dogs could drive. It's the Wayne West Virginia Walmart, and employees on a break when a car starts inching towards her. Instead of screaming and running the other way like I would have, she
1: assumed the driver maybe was messing with her.
2: Until she saw a dog behind the wheel. What do you think, thoughtful, innocent bystander?
7: Dogs can be your best friends. In this situation, they can be your enemy, too.
2: (laughs) The car crashed into the front of the Walmart. Another dog in the passenger seat pushed the car window down to say hi. The owner left her car running. So her dogs could stay cool while she was shopping. The dog knocked the car out of park. Innocent bystander, what's the first thing you'd think if a car was coming at you being driven by a dog?
7: I would laugh for sure, and then I'd be like, oh wow, dogs can drive. Am I the only one who would run away? This is Animal
14: Radio, baby.
7: Happy
15: holidays from your friends at Fido Friendly Magazine. The fall winter issue is available now for your dog to sniff out all the great Fido Friendly hotels and great products to set all tails wagging. This is the must have issue of the year. So subscribe today at FidoFriendly.com with code HONEY and get a 15% discount. Make this a gift for an additional $10 for your Fido-loving friends, and have a Fido-fabulous holiday. Mm-hmm.
0: Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, and groomer Joey Volani. and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. It's
1: toll-free for Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, or dog father
13: Joey Volani. I gotta tell you something. Um, okay. I um was in um Tacoma, Washington this weekend doing a um judging a grooming show. And now these shows what they're doing is is the groomers are grooming rescue dogs. It's called a rescue makeover. And they oh, get wow. a rescue in the area. And they bring all these dogs in. Some are blind. Some have three legs. But they're all looking for homes. And the cool thing is is when they come in and they're all scared and they're biting and they're pooping and they're peeing. And before the end of the competition, because they draw an audience. like You, you have a few hundred people there cheering for them. And then they all got like their chests out. And they're looking out over the audience Aww. and they're calm. And it's like, yeah, it's me. It's me, you know, (laughs) and it's, it's, it's really cool how you can actually see that. You know what? Like, it's like their day. Remember that old show, Queen for a Day? Yeah. Being pampered, uh-huh. <laughs> exactly, and, and, and you know what? A lot of them get adopted too, which is which is a good thing. You know, that's, that's awesome, great. That's how awesome many story. did you bring home? You know what? I have too many at home. I can't. <laughs> I can't. The four the four dogs and the bird is enough. I bet. I, I, I want to bring them to the to the rescue makeover and just make you know make believe maybe they'll get adopted. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, your
5: wife's not
13: listening. No, I know, I know. Forget about it. How about you, Tammy? What do you got going on?
5: Well, think about this: you're in court facing serious charges. And the witness for the prosecution is a dog.
1: Wait, wait. I got to get a, a, st- a stinger for that. It's a dog. Perfect. See, that made it a lot more <laughs> dramatic.
10: Oh, yeah. It did. Hi, Jackie. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Where are you? Uh, right now, I'm in Seligman, Arizona.
1: You must be a driver. I am. You are on with Dr. Debbie.
10: Hi, Dr. Oh, hi. Debbie. Hi. I have a little boy, Yorkie. He's two and a half years old. And when we were home last month, he ended up in the hospital for gastroenteritis. And they had him on IVs because he was getting dehydrated. Now, his mood and everything was great, but he he was vomiting um, by looking at the pink around his eye. Mm-hmm. They discovered that and with the blood work that he was dehydrated. So he stayed for a day and a half and He's still not quite up to par. I mean, he's, not, he's on prescription ID diet, and okay. when he isn't eating, I'm allowed to give him canned chicken and chicken broth. But sometimes he still just gets, like, in a funk where he doesn't, you know, he's just kind of sad or depressed. He's not getting people food at all anymore.
9: Okay. Was he uh, getting people food before? He was, all right. And did they, when when he was hospitalized, um, did they do any laboratory tests, X-rays? And did they find anything significant? If they did,
10: um, well, the blood was very uh, thick, and they said that he was in the beginning of kidney failure because of the dehydration thickening the blood.
9: Mm-hmm.
10: Does that sound right?
9: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And did and they say? Why, anything, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It, oh, I was just gonna say anything about fats or um, any kind of uh, high fats in his blood.
10: Oh uh, no, I don't remember that. Okay. I'm um, not to All give right. him any. He's not. He's supposed to be on a low-fat diet. No more fats. No more people food. He. What, we were told we were allowed to give him little bits of bread because he really likes his carbs.
9: And. Um, <laughs> Actually, he's not a Atkins dog, then, huh? <laughs> no, he likes
10: his carbs like his mom. But he, I gave him a, probably four tiny little pinches off of a bun yesterday, and he threw okay. it up that night.
9: Oh no. Okay. So we're really not out of this first bout of uh, gastroenteritis. Has he had other GI problems prior to that?
10: No. I mean, he's vomited here and there, but nothing that scared me like it did when I took him in.
9: Okay. Well, I just get the feeling that maybe we haven't quite gotten to the bottom of his problem um, because gastroenteritis is a a big broad term and inside of that category there's oodles of things that can cause gastroenteritis from you know things that we feed uh, whether they're too rich and they just cause some stomach unrest um, to um, you know viruses, bacterias, or even structural problems. And I've had some small dogs that can have problems with uh, the outflow of their stomach being kind of compressed, uh, whether that's from something stuck in there like uh, a toy or an item um, or if there's just an, an anatomic narrowing in the stomach. So there can be some weird things there. And and my gut feeling here, uh, no joke there, um, is that I think we need to maybe re- revisit this issue and, and see a little bit more because if this was just a plain old you know acute gastritis, I think we'd be done and over with by now. Um, and especially since you said that he had um, some borderline on kidney failure, that to me also brings up some concerns with um, a disease called Addison's disease which um can cause a lot of frequent vomiting diarrhea about sometimes which aren't, aren't always that serious but can also present where the pet has test results that look like they might be having kidney damage so that might be something and i think that um you know if you have this ongoing problem i would address that with your veterinarian um and uh, that one of the things they might do is to do some follow up blood work and maybe even check for something like that disease okay um, and I guess the other thing that I wouldn't want to miss anything, and, and maybe they've already done it, is to make sure that we have done um, some thorough fecal testing for parasites. They um, did do that. They did. Good.
10: No, no parasites. No, nothing.
9: Good because that is definitely um, something you don't want to not spend that $30 on that fecal test and miss that um, because a lot of types of worms can cause both vomiting and diarrhea. So, yeah, I I think that, um, you know, that food idea is it's a good general gastroenteritis food, but if if he's not interested in it all the time and if he's really not holding it down, yeah, let's get him back to the vet.
10: OK, well, we'll be home next week and he needs to go back in for a shot. So should I hold off on shots?
9: Yeah, I would definitely wait on that. I'm um, not a fan of vaccinating a pet if there's you know, some other problem or concern going on. So, yeah, I'd wait till he's fully healthy on that. So,
10: But I can still give him his heartworm and um, his, well, flea medicine is topical, but the uh, heartworm medicine, I can still give him that.
9: You know, I would probably wait on that. If it's just a matter of a week, I'd hold off on that. Because anything we give him by mouth, if he vomits it, then you don't know. Is that a contributing factor? How much of that did he actually get in? Do you have to repeat the dosage at another time? So I just put it on the shelf for a little bit until you get back and you can get to your vet. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for the call, Jackie.
1: Is she there? Oh, this is cool. Lauren Drabble is her name. Drabble? Drabble. Drabble, Drabble? Drabble. Drabble, is that French?
16: Uh no, it's
1: what? English, actually. English, English. Lauren Drabble is joining us. Now? What am I doing? I'm asking her what her name Where is. What, what, her name, what <laughs> are you <laughs> doing? I'm, well, tell us. You've got a cool new app. It's a free app and a website that uh, coincides with it. What's it all about?
16: Okay. Well, Animal Help Now is a free website and app, like you said, that's designed to help any human helper who finds an animal in need, so any type of animal emergency, whether it's Oh, a lost dog, um, injured, abandoned, orphaned wildlife, um, you know, maybe lost its mom or got hit by a car or anything like that, um, to, if you want to report animal neglect or abuse to the right authorities. So what the person does is opens up the app. The app knows where you are based upon your GPS and it shows you who is the most appropriate and available and nearest helper for this situation you find yourself in?
3: Wow! Wow! So,
16: so I know that's a mouthful, right? So well, I no, break I just, it down into smaller chunks.
1: I w- I'm walking on the beach, let's say, which I do occasionally, and I see these sea lions on the beach. Some of them in need of help. Would this application be good for me then?
16: Yes. So let me tell you a little bit about what it does now versus what it will do. But the long-term answer is yes. Right now, our app and website are only functional for addresses, lands, whatever you want to call it, in Texas and Colorado. We started in Colorado, and we branched out into Texas um, just a little bit ago. And when we went into Texas, we actually started doing more of the sea, uh, gulf-type, water-based animals. Before, because being in Colorado, we were focusing on more land based animals. Sure. So what we're doing with our wildlife capability by cross your fingers, July is our is our expected date. We're gonna have nationwide wildlife information and coverage. And so yes, for your example of the sea lions on the beach, it would be, well what's going on with the sea lion? Has it gotten you know, abandoned from its mother, or maybe is there a human interfering with it? Whatever it might be, starting when we expand to the rest of the country with our wildlife functionality, that's exactly what you would do. Well,
1: oh, so who's paying for this?
16: Well, that's a good question. <laughs> um, it's all paid out of labor of love right now. We are a very small—we being Animal Help now, very small nonprofit based here in Colorado mostly volunteers um, do all the work and that means for free Um, and we are surviving on grants and um, foundation type of charitable giving and we are always looking for more donations
1: okay if you're uh, a
4: great app
1: yeah if you're listening in colorado or uh, texas or uh, just go ahead and download it now because they're going to add more Uh, Go to the website ahnow.org to learn more. Download the free app for your phone right now.
16: Yeah, exactly. Because the worst thing to possibly have happen is you hear about it and you think, oh, I'll do it one day and then you find yourself in that emergency situation and you haven't yet downloaded it.
1: Well, thanks for your call today. Lauren Drabble joining us. Go download it now. And in fact, I have links over at the AnimalRadio.com website. And of course, don't forget the Animal Radio app while you're there. You might as well grab
0: them both at the same time, right? They're, they're both free, right?
4: Yeah. They should be close to each other. They both start with animal.
0: Drabble, Drabble, Drabble. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
1: Well, this portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Fear Free Happy Homes. Don't forget, you can get your fix of Animal Radio anytime you want with the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Download it now. It's made possible by Fear Free Happy Homes. Helping your pets live their happiest, healthiest, fullest lives at home, at the vet, and everywhere in between. Visit them at fearfreehappyhomes.com. And thanks, Fear Free, for underwriting Animal Radio.
15: Hey, this is Josh
1: DeMel on Animal Radio. Please adopt a pet.
11: How would you like to save money on nearly all your prescription drugs? We've set up a special toll-free number for the Rx Outreach Program. Call with your prescription and find out for free how little you can pay for your prescription drugs. Remember, we don't take insurance, so call right now.
12: 800-689-0143. 800-689-0143. 800-689-0143. That's 800-689-0143. Wilson from Mad TV, and you're listening to Animal Radio. And as my
1: friends would say, don't forget to download the Animal Radio app. It is a free download for iPhone, Android, and Blueberry. Is it Blackberry? I'm sorry. Blueberry. Got my blueberries <laughs> and my blackberries all mixed up.
4: Don't get your berries mixed up now.
1: You got my berries in a bunch. Uh, well, you can listen to the show anytime you want, as well as ask the. Dream team questions about your animals anytime you want so download that app now it's a free download uh, let's head on back to the phones on the phone we have frank tabering how are you doing frank
17: hey how you doing thanks doing I, well
1: i i love the spelling of your name you were so sure that you wanted it to end with the at the end that you you put a c and a k after the f-r-a-n-c that's
17: it it's a french influence so that's why it's there
1: <laughs> are you french
17: not French, but Luxembourgish originally, so not too far from France.
1: Okay, I don't speak French. I have no idea what I just said, <laughs> and probably nothing. Uh, you're doing something pretty cool. It's called My Puppy Tales, and you're making uh, what is it? Montages.
17: It's essentially uh, I call it, you know, an, an artistic highlight video. So um, it's a little bit. It goes a little bit further than a montage. It's more like a, a story, you know, a story that runs about four to five minutes, focusing on. A special bond, you know, uh, pet owners, specifically dog owners, have with their with their dogs.
4: Is this a video or what?
17: Yes, exactly. It's a video, um, and uh, we. Uh, I'm, my background is in, in filmmaking, so it's uh, it's very artistic. Uh, it's very uh, detailed, very cinematic. Not just you know um, you know it's not like a family movie you know that you just have a camera and you just you know point and shoot you know we just do it in a very very artistic and cinematic way.
1: Okay, so a few weeks back we saw on uh, Facebook you could make your own Facebook movie. It would call all of the pictures and, and do the whole mm-hmm. Ken Burns effect and put together a collage or a montage Mm -hmm. of everything on Facebook. Is that what we're talking about here? Or do you actually go out and film?
17: We actually go out and film. Yes, absolutely. So uh, what we do is, you know, if somebody is interested in our service, we say, let's pick a date, you know, and then we, uh, with the two people, camera crew, spend the day with the the person and their dog or dogs, and we shoot them uh, interacting with their pets at home. We accompany them to their favorite places. It could be a beach, a park, you know, anywhere they like to take their pets. And we film them, you know, interacting with their pets, you know, doing all sorts of activities that their pets like to do. Uh, and as a bonus, we also do a, a sit-down interview on camera with the dog owner or owners, where they tell the story of of, of them and their dogs. You know, how um, they got the dog. You know, how has the dog influenced their life? You know, what does the dog like to do? You know, just sort of like intimate, personal questions to sort of build a story, a spine. And then we add all the other footage to it and make a nice little story out of it.
4: Mm. Oh, I want one. That just sounds
1: awesome. too. Yeah. yeah, are people buying this? What's going on? And how much does it cost?
17: Basically, we just uh, started this uh, this service about uh, two months ago, so we're kind of in the beginning stages. You know, we've uh, we've had a certain people approach us. You know, uh, and uh, since you mentioned price, um, we uh, as a launch offer, we are currently offering fifty percent off. So a base base package price runs about seven hundred, eight hundred dollars, but we're slashing the price fifty percent and doing it for four hundred dollars, which considering the production value and and the value of the product itself is is a pretty nice nice deal because we're doing this specifically so people have a, a, a video memory of, of their pets, you know, as opposed to photography, which is very nice, but it's a different feeling when you can look at moving images, when you see your dog in action, when you can hear yourself and see yourself talk about your pet versus just looking at a photograph, you know, down the road, years down the road, even when your pet is not, you know, with you anymore.
1: Who, who are the kinds of people that are doing this? Are they uh, are, Do they generally have older pets that are probably um, near expiring?
17: Yeah, so basically, we've, we've had uh, a couple of people approach us uh, Currently on our website, too, we have uh, different videos. We have uh, one video where it's a, it's a very heartbreaking rescue story. So it's a, a mom, single mom and her daughter, and they've only had their, dogs for, their dog for about five months. So it's a pretty fresh, you know, pretty new. But even in those five months, the dog has changed that, that little kid's life so much that they had a really nice story to tell. On the flip side, we also had a, a young girl who has three dogs, and one of the dogs is nine years old. And um, so there's, of course, a whole different, story there you know nine years old you know and she told us about how she you know got the dog and it was a very very dramatic story too you know and 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 so in that sense you know it, it just switches it could be you know pretty fresh or you know people with 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 older dogs as well yeah
4: now you call it my puppy tales, but do you do other animals as well?
17: We do other animals so far. We've, uh, we've focused on dogs, uh, but, you know, the, the, the thing about it is, you know, uh, it's, you know, working with pets, especially on video, can be a pretty challenge, you know. So uh, obviously I think there's some pets where it would be a little bit difficult to do this. But, you know, cats, for instance, is, is definitely something that works too because we had somebody approach and ask us, you know, hey, do, do you do this for cats? Because we've had our cats for, for years, you know, and we're very attached to them. We said, absolutely, it's no problem, you know. Um, but so far, uh, you know, besides the dogs and cats, you know, uh, we haven't really, like, anybody inquire about it different animals, but that does not mean that, you know, we won't do it. It's just, you know, with dogs, you know, and cats, like it's it's easier to shoot that too, especially, you know, you know, most of the time, you know, people have like a a, a strong emotional bond, you know, and they interact more with with those types of animals. Yeah,
4: Yeah, turtle video would be kind of boring.
17: Kind of, right?
1: (laughs) Okay, so the website's MyPuppyTails.com, MyPuppyTails.com. Let me get out your phone number. It's 865-898-3209. Uh, We'll put the the phone number and the links over at the AnimalRadio.com website. Frank, thanks for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Frank Tabery. another great idea is, you know, Alan, did Alan hear that?
4: You know, see, I I already got it pictured in my mind. You're right. I would start with pictures of ladybug you know, even though they're pictures of a baby, and then go into her in real life, and oh, I, I've got it all. I got it all figured out. Hal, you're going to be my videographer guy. I'm okay. a cameraman.
1: Uh, let's head back to the phones. How about that for your calls right now? For Dr. Debbie, dog trainer, Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani.
0: Check out Animal Radio highlights. All the good stuff without the blah blah blah. Browse on over to Animal Radio <laughs>
16: Hi, this is Paul Rogers and Cynthia
5: Rogers on Animal Radio. Just
16: know that it's going to be all right meow.
12: Holy education! Hi, this is Burt Ward, Robin from the TV series Batman. You've got to keep listening to Animal Radio.
17: Wowie zowie, they've got the best information. It's so entertaining. To the
13: Batmobile citizens!
5: This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Dogs in kennels, they bark a lot, but a new study has found that many show signs of extreme distress that are often associated with mental illness. A study done in the UK looked at 30 dogs in kennels, and these dogs were more socialized than normal house pets. They were all well-trained police dogs. None of them were on any meds, and the lead author of the study videotaped the dogs literally bouncing off the walls over and over again. Others spun themselves in tight circles, some walked around and around the perimeter of their kennels, or they just paced back and forth like across an imaginary line. Scientists don't know what's behind the behavior, but they think it may have something to do with how the dogs react to being away from human contact. Okay, imagine this. You're in court defending yourself against a murder charge, and the witness for the prosecution is a dog. Now, this just happened in France. During a preliminary hearing, the victim's dog was brought into the courtroom to see how he reacted to the defendant. And that man was given a baseball bat and told to act as if he was threatening Tango, the dog, with it. In an attempt to make it more credible, another dog of the same breed and about the same age as Tango was brought in, and the defendant had to threaten him with the baseball bat as well. It didn't work. Neither dog showed much interest in the man or the baseball bat, so they went home and the trial went on without them. This is not the first time a French judge has tried something like this either. It happened back in 2008, and it didn't work then either.
2: If you threaten a dog with a baseball bat, is he supposed to just sit there and let you whack him? I mean, what's the dog supposed to do?
5: Well, they were trying to get a reaction out of the animal. So they were kind of re scene. You're yeah, reenacting.
2: What was the point? They wanted to see if the dog would defend himself as, and then he'd they, be in trouble if he did?
5: No, they wanted no, they to see, wanted to see yeah, if the dog would recognize the, the guy who was charged with the murder as being a murderer because the dog witnessed it.
2: Oh, the dog witnessed the murder. The dog and was they a witness,
5: to, yes.
2: <laughs> trying to use the dog to incarcerate the person.
5: Yes. Yeah, to, to, yeah convict him. Did work. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio news
11: update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com.
0: Check out Animal Radio highlights. All the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to AnimalRadio.pet.
1: Wow, Alan, you play probably one of the best air guitars I've ever seen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Those are the days, man. You know, this this song
1: takes me back to a simpler time, a better Doesn't time. It? Wow. it really does. Yeah. It, it was uh, the sixties and the seventies were so good for music. Yeah.
4: Oh, they were great.
1: And our hero of the week is on the phone with us. And this time it's it's somebody who I actually they don't know me, but I know them, Mike Bruner. Hi, Mike, how are you doing? How are you? Yeah. Where are we calling you today, Mike?
7: Uh, you are calling me about a uh, little, uh, poor little doggie that was in the lake, and I had to pull the doggie out.
1: Well, what happened? Tell us the story, man.
7: Okay. Well, um, I uh, actually was doing some work uh, for a friend up in a small town north of me, uh, 15 miles from here, and we were driving to lunch, and uh, my buddy and uh, my friend that were in the car were look, kind of looking straight ahead, and I happened to glance across this lake. And I just couldn't believe what I was looking at. It was, it was almost surreal. Dog's, dog's head is sticking out of the water, and his wow. uh, two paws are thrashing around. And uh, I just immediately said, stop the car. Just pull over. Wow. And he pulled over and looked at me like I walked off Mars, and I said, just <laughs> back up. <laughs> <laughs> so he backed up. I said, right here, Stop. So I just ran out at that point, went down to the lake, and uh, kind of made a quick assessment. Did you
1: think you were going to fall in, maybe, if you tried and, to save uh, him? Well,
7: I did fall, I did fall in oh. the first oh, time. No. I, was, um, I didn't have anybody initially that was um, able to help me. I was kind of on my own. But uh, you know how Gawker, uh, the Gawker Law works. Once one car stops, the next one's wondering why that car stopped. Yep. The next thing you know, I think within about 10 minutes, we had a traffic jam on the highway. It was literally blocked. There were so many cars and people that were uh, watching this thing going on. And uh, my buddy was able to flag a guy down with ladders. I laid the ladders out on the lake and crawled, you know, to distribute my weight.
1: Oh, okay, yeah.
7: uh, Yeah, crawled from one ladder, then pulled the other one forward, then got on that one, then pulled the other one forward. So, you know, I wasn't uh, putting a lot of pressure at any one point on the ice. And aside from that, I had a a guy that had a commercial-sized rope, and this thing was about an inch in diameter. I mean, you could have tied the Queen Mary up to this thing, and it was probably 100 feet long. And uh, I was holding onto that with a bunch of healthy guys back on shore. So if I would have gone in, I really don't think there was much risk that anybody was going under, the dog or me. <laughs> so, so anyway, I got, the, I got the rope under the dog's uh, front legs and uh, start yelled back to shore start pulling huh. so the dog came right out and i uh, managed to get myself back without going through so and that's that happy dog happy ending
1: yeah that is a great ending i i assume the dog i mean uh, probably had or was going towards hypothermia and if you hadn't gone in there and rescued it definitely could have lost that dog do you know um, whose dog yeah, it was
7: no, yeah we found the owners um we went uh the properties up in that section are, are relatively large for our area. They're probably 10 acres or more each property. And there was this long driveway, and initially I was going up the wrong driveway, and some lady yelled at me, Hey, what are you doing with my dog? Where are you going with my dog? I yelled back, Are you the owner? And she said, Yeah. And I said, i got to talk to you. Because she missed all this auction. If she would have been around the other side of her pole barn where she was working, she would have seen a, a real... Uh, interesting scene developing in front of her because she she could see all of it from the front but she was around the back now did anything anyway, happen to was, you uh,
4: i mean you you obviously got cold if you're in that freezing well water. I,
7: I fell felt initially close to the shore i only went up to my waist and i said well this is enough of this we have to do <laughs> something else so uh, by that time there were enough cars like i said that someone had um actually had some ladders so that was the end of my cold spell But the dog was in, of course, up to its neck, literally, and the dog was shivering while it was out there in the the water. It seemed uh, much relieved and quite happy. It wanted to be everybody's best buddy once it got out of the water. (laughs) It was wagging its tail and quite relieved.
4: Was he crying or barking?
7: Um, um, It was interesting. He he was um, sloshing around, and then when I got out of the car and ran down to the shore, he started barking like crazy. And as soon as he saw I started to pay attention to him, he shut right up. It's almost like he froze motion, no pun intended, and uh, he just sat there and patiently waited. And then more and more people were gathering, and it, it was um, almost like a human being. I mean, he sat yeah. there, he was patient. Um, when I was going out, I saw one guy had a pair of yellow or uh, leather gloves, and I said, "I need your gloves." They probably thought I was worried about my little pinkies. And actually, <laughs> what I was worried about was this dog was a 100-pound dog, and I was pretty much thinking he might bite me mm. when I was trying to get the rope around him. Uh-huh. So I grabbed the gloves, put the gloves on, and went out there, and he didn't bite anything. He, w- he was uh, most appreciative right from the mm. get-go. Ah, he
4: dad. knew. Yeah.
7: How sweet.
1: We are with Mike Bruner. He's the keyboard player from Rare Earth, and he just saved a dog who was uh, fell through the ice. And, uh, yeah,
7: I, I hey, Mike. Didn't notice your lead-in music you were playing. I thought that was more than coincidental.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course it was more than coincidental. Yeah. One of the best
2: songs ever recorded, Mike.
7: Yeah, yeah, we're um, we're lucky in the band that that song and I just want to celebrate have been used all the way to today in many commercials.
1: So, do you have any dogs at home or any animals at home?
7: Oh, i got plenty of animals, no dogs. I've owned dogs in my past, and I'm going through a cat spell in my life right now, I guess. Uh, (laughs) I got 12.
4: Wow.
7: Oh, my gosh. I I, I I live in a subdivision. It's not a farm, and I have uh, 12 uh, 12 cats.
1: Wow. And do they live inside or outside?
7: Um, They're kind of in outies I call Mm -hmm. them, and um, they have to earn the right to be able to stay inside the house. (laughs)
1: Like not peeing in the corner, right? (laughs)
7: <laughs> you' yeah, right you know it's it's just fair i I put the cats uh no cat goes frozen. I'll let you know that right now uh one room is always welcome for the cats no matter what the temperature, and they know that in the wintertime they come in and uh, but they won't get the run of the full house if the, if they're the one variety if they're the other variety they can go anywhere they want so if,
4: if you have twelve cats that are indoor outdoor do they do you always have the same twelve or do some other ones come in and other ones go out
7: oh it's it's in and out all day long. It's a revolving door. Uh-huh. And I wish I had a coin-operated turnstile.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's camp. a good idea. I just
4: wonder if any stray cats <laughs> show up.
1: You are my hero of the week here, and thank you so much for saving that dog. And, yes. Yeah,
7: thanks. It's really, it's really not a hero thing. Like I said, my, my life was not in any jeopardy. I didn't feel it any time. Anybody would have done that. No, that's not um, true. You know, <laughs> that's not true. Or otherwise, no, No, one, I, no one's going to sleep for weeks seeing a dog drown in front of him. So that it wasn't my turn to watch a dog die.
1: You're a good guy, Mike.
7: Oh,
3: yes. Awesome. So,
7: Absolutely. Woohoo.
3: Thanks
1: for hanging yeah. with us today.
7: Anyway, thanks a lot. I appreciate your call and uh thank you very very much. Of course. Very much. Yep. There he
1: goes. Mike Bruner, keyboardist. Just want to
7: celebrate.
1: Oh yeah. You give it. <laughs> you're, you're awesome, man.
0: You have missed a calling. I'm telling you that right now, Alan. I'm audition. telling you, man, these are, these are two of the greatest songs ever recorded. You're yeah. listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
11: How would you like to save money on nearly all your prescription drugs? We've set up a special toll-free number for the Rx Outreach Program. Call with your prescription and find out for free how little you can pay for your prescription drugs. Remember, we don't take insurance, so call right now.
12: 800-689-0143 800-689-0143 800-689-0143 That's 800-689-0143
14: this is.
12: Animal radio, baby. Let's head to Frank. Hey, Frank, how are you doing?
14: All uh, right. How you doing today?
1: Thank you for waiting. We know you were on the phone for a little time waiting there. We appreciate that, Frank. What's going on? Where are you calling from today?
6: Azusa, uh, California.
1: Azusa, uh, like in the Los Angeles area. Yes, sir. Well, thank you for listening down there in LA. So, what's going on with your animals?
6: Well, we have a pit bull. Uh, he's a blue nose, gaudy, whatever you want to call him, and. At the base of the tail, it looks kind of like mange or it's, uh, I don't know if you call it uh, hot spots or whatever, but okay. he's starts chewing on it and you can hear him when he's rubbing up against uh, the doghouse and stuff. And we tried putting stuff, uh, medicine on it, but it comes back. We've used aloe. Uh, we used peroxide when it's open source and then we used aloe vera and it kind of cleans it up a little bit, and then it comes back.
9: Okay. On the skin in the area, what does it look like? Can you describe what it looks like to me? Is there hair? Are there sores?
6: It, it, well, he starts chewing on it and scratching. You know, uh, the hair is, like, disappearing. You know, the pit bulls are they're real short hair. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. you know, it starts looking like, um, you know, like the hair is falling off. But I guess it's him chewing or scratching and stuff.
9: I was just going to say, is the skin discolored in any way, or are there scabs on the area?
6: Yeah, a little bit of uh, scabs, you know, uh, uh, raw.
9: Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you that for a dog to have an itchy spot at the tail base area, the two big things that come to mind are going to be, parasites, and it's going to be allergies as the second thing. Those two things would be the what I really focus my efforts on. So even if uh, you're doing really good, vigilant flea control, fleas are one of the number one things that we can see a dog focused on the tail base area. So um, for me, that's something I will attack um, with a lot of different methods. Now, there's also some microscopic parasites or mites, um, specifically the scabies mite, which can be very itchy and do like that that particular area on the body. So there's some things that we can do, and, and certainly if you see your vet, they can do some skin tests and evaluate your pet for that. For me, if I have a pet that I'm suspicious of one of one or two of those things, I, I'll often, even if I don't get the benefit of tests, I'll try some things that might make the pet better and are geared towards treating those two conditions. And, and one would be that I would uh, use a topical flea product um, along with an oral flea medication, and that's a way to kill those fleas effectively um, for, for the various different uh, life cycles. The other thing I will do is mites. Mites are microscopic, so you can't see them. You don't know they're there unless your vet can pick them up on a skin test. But there is a medication, um, one called Selamectin, that I'll often use, and we can use this product topically, and I use it every two weeks for pets with Sarcoptes mites, and it's very effective to kill those critters. Um, so if you got a pet that's itching, particularly in this area and they're not getting better, it's well worth doing that every two weeks for about three treatments. Um, That's called Salomectin. So that would be something I would certainly recommend to to see your veterinarian about because that can definitely make a big difference. So if we're dealing with more like an allergy in that area, um, you know, we're looking at anything in the environment, anything that's pollens in the yard, in your neighbor's yard, uh, foods that your dog eats can cause allergic responses in the dog's skin. So there, that's another whole kind of topic of conversation, how we can relieve a pet with that. But often I'll use some antihistamines that have a component that help with some anxiety that kind of comes along with the itch. So say a pet with really bad flea allergy, dermatitis or really bad allergies, is scratching, chewing themselves, and they're miserable. So there's actually antihistamines and medicines that are actually an antidepressant uh, combination, and that these can be very helpful to kind of squash that itch and make the pet feel more relaxed and comfortable. Um, amitriptyline is one of those. Um, the other one, which I do have some good use with, is doxepin and these are medicines that um, if you've ever heard of dogs with uh, lick granulomas or hot spots, they kind of obsessively lick at an area. These kind of medications can help them with the itch and also kind of with that obsessive kind of I feel like I gotta itch, I gotta itch kind of thing. Um, so that might be another direction that we can go for your baby. And certainly I don't want him to be rubbing it on the doghouse. We gotta do something to get the skin some relief there. So I like the idea of aloe vera topical. It's a nice soothing thing, very natural. Um, I'm not opposed to that, but I do think we need to get, into the nitty gritty and look at some of these parasites and get your baby to uh, stop itching there now i, I want to ask is your is your dog neutered or is he um intact he's
6: got him he's, he's got him <laughs> yeah yeah okay we keep him in the yard and he's real friendly in fact we have a chewini and he's meaner than the, than the pit bull
9: Yeah, well, just the reason I mention that is because an unneutered male dog often has an area of hair loss at the base of their tail, and it's called stud tail, and it's hormonally driven. Wow. But dogs that have this don't usually have the itchies and scratchies associated with that, but they can have the area of hair loss. So it is possible that there could be something else that's causing the itching and that your dog has stud tail, um, which is just a natural thing for a dog that's not neutered. So um, it might be well worth going to see the vet just to have a good skin exam. And if you can put your your guy up by the radio, I'll try my best to get an impression of what's going on.
1: Hey, Frank, thanks for your call. Good luck with that. I I think I have stud tail myself. Uh, Someone checked this. Stud tail, right? Yeah, it's (laughs) weird. I've never heard about that. Well, that's all the fun we can pack into two hours, really. We tried. We tried to pack in more. It just uh, oozed out the side. But that's okay. We'll be back next weekend. And if you need another fix, go ahead and download the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android or BlackBerry, not Blueberry. <laughs> i am like such an idiot saying Blueberry before. It's a free download. You can listen to the show as well as ask your questions of the Dream Team. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here. Bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye, my friends. I love you all.
12: This is Animal, Animal.
1: Animal.
2: Animal. Radio
0: Network. Network.